Hello, Seattle Letter Carriers. So, we've made it through four episodes. We're getting this baby started, and I just want to go through what we're going to look like from here on out. Um, I'm good today. I'm going to do a podcast on the Union Steward, and I'm doing that for two basic reasons. First of all, I want to reach more than city letter carriers. I'd like the general public to understand our union, what we do, what we need to do, and become our partners, or at least empathetic followers of what's happening to us. Um, so I'm going to start putting in some background information. As I said, today is the union steward. I'll have a podcast on the national contract. I'll have another podcast that goes over the grievance process. Today is my 37th day on emergency placement. I have not heard a word from Wallingford management. Um, I've been accused of intoxication. 37 days that my fellow carriers at Wallingford Station have had limited union representation by the false accusation and heavy-handed methods used by Wallingford Station management. That doesn't mean I'm not communicating with my fellow carriers at Wallingford Station, and I am fixing to return, and when I do, I will come in with full guns blazing. So far, what we have is an allegation by the manager that I was intoxicated when I was removed. That is completely bogus, completely fake, and I will be asking a lot of serious questions. I have a carrier who contacted me that his sick leave was stolen and replaced with some of his annual leave. Um, I have... Um, false claims by Wallingford management to a veteran who won a dignity and respect case that he does not have veteran preferences and that his wounded warrior leave has been removed. I just saw an email from Human Resources saying that is not the case and I will be investigating that as well. Um, also had several carriers contact me from Wallingford Station saying that they were given investigative interviews without union representation. Again, I will be walking in immediately and saying, who have you been talking to? And I will get to the bottom of that. Continued deems desirable for, de for uh, annual holidays. And yesterday, I had another carrier contact me. They were put on emergency placement for having the audacity to say they were doing their job well and that a picture that was shown to them in no way proved that they weren't. That's the kind of stuff I'm going to be dealing with from this point forward. So I'm ready. I'm raring to go back. I'm ready to engage Wallingford Management at full speed as soon as I hit the door. But today, I want to talk about what a union steward is, what they do, and why I'm motivated by doing it. So, essentially, the union steward is the person on your workplace floor who is the keeper of the contract. They're the glue that holds the station together. They're tasked with settling any and everything that happens at their station 
at the lowest possible level. Although, unfortunately, my experience is that management has no interest in settling with me at the lowest level. And that's something we'll be talking about later on when we go through the grievance process, the various levels of how we try to resolve this process once it gets past the Wallingford Station level. Um, also, and this is me personally, the union steward is really somebody who looks after the well-being of their co-workers. Not just contract violations, but also their health and safety. Because management doesn't believe that we are human beings. They try to coerce us into not taking any time to take care of ourselves with this physically and demanding job. So I spend a lot of time helping people figure out how they apply for FMLA, how they get workman's compensation, um, how they get, get the medical benefits they're entitled to. And that is an important part of the job because Wallingford Station Management never gives an authorization to pay for the bills when somebody is hurt on the job. I'm constantly fighting. In fact, a couple of years ago, I put a packet together and gave it to the management staff saying, here are the forms that are needed. That packet is essentially never, ever, ever used. Another thing that I do as a union steward is I feel personally responsible for stepping in front of any bullets I can. I am, in fact, the most protected person in that station as a union steward. And anytime and every time I can take the heat and take it away from my fellow union members, my fellow carriers, they don't have to be a union member, I will do that. And I'm sure over the next several broadcasts, when I return to Wallingford Station, I'll be able to give you some very good examples of how I can shield my carriers by taking the heat myself. There are currently 31,132 post offices in the United States. Wallingford Station, which has about 50 to 60 carriers, is entitled to two union stewards and two alternate stewards. Uh, most stations are entitled to at least one, two, maybe even more than the two, the four we could have. That means there are a tremendous amount of people performing this job. And one thing I want to make clear is that there are a tremendous amount of people doing this job their way, completely different. I tend to be a fairly confrontational, engaging person. My fellow union steward is has a whole different set of skills than I do. Um, tends to be more contract-oriented, strategic, of a legal mind that is not immediately confrontational, but looks at things in the long term. And that makes us an incredibly complementary pair. So remember, anybody who's listening to this, we're all different. We all do something. We all do our jobs a completely different way. There's no right way or wrong way, but there 
are many things that we should be doing. And I'd like to look at that from my own personal experience. I'd like to answer the question right now, why am I a union steward? What do I get out of it? Or what are the benefits? Or what makes me take the heat that I do that gets me sent home for 37 days and need to fight and struggle to get my back pay? Answering that question takes me all the way back to when I first started as a CCA at Wallingford Station. The amount of physical, mental, and personal abuse that I received was almost mind-boggling. And I quickly realized that we had one tool that really made this job livable, and that was our national contract. That there were rules both sides were had agreed to abide by, and that person could use those rules to have a positive impact on the, their fellow carriers and what was happening at their station. So really the first reason I'm a union steward is because I can solve or help problems of my fellow carriers on almost a daily basis. I have the trust and respect of my fellow carriers and when they come to me generally I can figure out how the process and the contract works to make things happen. Of course that could take months or years given the way the process works out and that's something I'll be covering in my background pieces over the next uh, couple weeks and several podcasts. Secondly that help creates a bond with my fellow carriers. A bond that creates really a friendship, mutual respect, and those qualities, those characteristics, that exchange between myself, my fellow carriers, provides us an opportunity to organize and work together. Because the entire point of this union is that we are stronger together, that we can get what we want, what we need, we can demand what is ours when we work together. As a union steward, I'm also a knowledge base. I have 50 to 60 co-workers at Wallingford Station. They don't know the contract. They don't know the manuals. They don't know all the forms that should be filled out. So. A couple days ago, I got a text message from a carrier expressing their concern about delivery to a, a complex that had people doing drugs in front of it and making violent comments. And they had no idea what their options were. I'm the person who can help them figure that out. I'm the person who can help them get the form that said that they give to management that says this is an issue I'm uncomfortable delivering here I do not feel safe management may not respond to that initially but eventually I have the power and ability to force them to do what is right and by forcing management to do what is right I can slow the abuse I can identify 
and constrain bad management and I can act as a shield to make that happen so that somebody else isn't really attacked. It's me. I'm the face of that issue. And how do I do all of that? I just like to go over what I believe are some of the most important characteristics of being a union steward. And number one is communication. Need to be able to talk with your fellow carriers. That talk, those discussions, have to involve a certain amount of empathy. You really want to step back and understand who that person is, what their problem is, and where they're coming from, and what they need from you. And once you've had that communication, I find that probably one of the most important characteristics of being a successful union steward is reliability. They have to be able to trust me when I say I will do something. And I have to be honest enough when that happens to say this may take a long time, but we will continue to do this. You also have to be non-judgmental. Uh, you're going to be working with an incredible amount of diverse people, perspectives, backgrounds. It's not my job to judge anybody. It's my job as keeper of the contract to make sure that they get everything they have a right to and they deserve. Part of that means that I have all, constantly have to be in a state of learning. Every day, every week, something comes up that I'm not familiar with, that I don't know. I have to be able to spend the time to learn what our contract and our manuals and what our procedures are in order to win that grievance. Um, and you have to kind of strive to constantly know more and more. May not ever know anything, but everything, but I will strive to learn every day. One of the biggest things anybody who's going to be a union steward has to be is organized. And that means both personally organized, professionally organized, but I found also you need to have the tools to be organized. When I first started as a union steward, I bought a printer so that I could print and type and do everything and scan every grievance. I also have a MacBook that is completely dedicated to my union steward work. Um, and that organization means contacts, contacts, contacts. You need to have the best text message numbers for everybody. Anytime you get contact information for anybody on the other side, you need to keep that and get it organized because you never know when you're going to do it. And finally, you need to have total and complete determination. There are going to be millions of roadblocks that are thrown out in front of you. There are going to be every effort to delay or stop or coerce you in any way they can. Here I am, 37 days later, sitting here. I will not give up 
when it is on the behalf of my fellow carriers. Everyone needs to know that. My fellow carriers and management. I hope that gives you some insight into what I view the union steward's job to be and what my responsibilities are. Um, just before I close off, I have a couple things. I'm just beginning to start a section that I am going to call What the What? Crazy Grievances We Have What? And today's winner is a grievance out of Ballard. And I'm going to quote right from the grievance. The parties agree that management, specifically, there's a name here, will cease and desist showing postal employees pictures of their gun collection while at work and shall cease and desist remarking that postal employees' heads will roll and or other similar variations such as will lose their heads. In addition, the parties agree that management specifically, there's a name of the management here, will cease and desist instructing carriers to work faster. That is insane. That's crazy. How is it possible that postal management would be fighting us when we're standing up and saying we do not want pictures of guns shown to us and we do not want to be threatened while those guns are being shown to us. I know there are a lot of kind of crazy grievances that are being won out there. I recently heard, I haven't seen it, and if anybody has it, that a grievance was won by one of the Seattle stations that they were not required to bring their scanners into the toilet with them. Think about it. That's insane. Why would anybody want me handling my scanner in the toilet and then walking out and handing that scanner to one of my customers? Anybody out there who has anything to contribute to what the what crazy grievances we have won, I would love to get that feedback. Finally, I want to give another shout out to all my fellow carriers at Wallingford Station. 37 days is too long for me not to re represent you, and 37 days is way too long for Wallingford management to be able to get away with completely trying to abuse your right to representation. Uh, I'm coming back. I'm going to be as feisty and determined as ever. They will never break me by creating bogus charges and trying to remove me from representing you. Stay safe out there, Wallingford Station carriers, and keep letting me know what's happening. I will go right into the fight as soon as I get back. Well, that concludes today's episode. I'm Ralph Kuhlman, and I'm a union steward at Wallingford Station in Seattle. I'd like to thank all the clowns that made this podcast necessary. The stellar management staff at Wallingford Station, the incomprehensible team at the Seattle Postmaster's office, ordering brutal commands in an effort to enforce the metric of the day, through the entire city and beyond. And finally, 
everybody at upper management at USPS. Your identification of the metric of the day makes all of this insanity possible.